Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tanya. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee or, um, in this case, Moscow Mules because it's spring break. Yahoo! This is episode number 36. Today we are talking about the 2019 OAKE conference. We'll also share a work smarter, not harder teacher tip. And in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. are going to jump to our main theme. This is kind of like a, a different um, podcast today right. because we just got back from OAKE 2019 in Columbus. In Columbus and we flew into Denver super duper late and I think I went to bed at 3:30 a.m. How about yeah, you? Yeah, it was probably well. I mean, I fell asleep in the car when you drove me to my house, yeah. which is so nice. So I was in and out of sleep probably starting around, yeah, 2 right. o'clock or so. Yeah. So we wanted to get this while it was fresh in our minds, even but though... But we're still a little sleep deprived. Yeah, we are still a little we'll sleep We'll do the best deprived. we can. But um, in that vein, we're not going to talk about some highs and lows. Um, we're on spring break. Because the big high was the conference. Because our big high was OAKE 2019, and I just have to say... And I've said it before, is that this is one of the best conferences. It was an excellent that I've conference. been to, and we owe that to Aileen Miracle and Carla Twinsky because yes, they did an awesome, and their whole team, and the planning team, the planning and the team. OAKE staff, yes, who do and such the board, a great job, and everyone who was involved in bringing it, putting it together. It was right. just such an amazing conference. I did not see anything that was like not worth seeing. Oh, yeah. There was never not. a time where I was like, oh, I wish I was somewhere else. I I mean, and there's so many things I didn't get to see yeah. that I wish I could have, like... That is always the problem. That is always the problem. But it was just so well organized. Everything flowed so well. Yes. There was a variety of things, no matter if you were, you know, uh, elementary music teacher, secondary choral, instrumental. They have so many different things to see. And this was the first year that there was an instrumental track. So Was on Saturday, really? yes, yeah. I mean, there's always been instrumental sessions. I guess there just hasn't been a specific. Track. There were th- three or four instrumental sessions. Yeah. That happened on Saturday. There was also three or four um, secondary choral sessions that happened on Saturday. Yeah. So this is very exciting because it's not just elementary. Right. We've got stuff for the secondary people in vocal and in instrumental, and yeah. that's just wonderful. Yes. Yes. Agreed. So we were just going to give um, some. Brief reflections, yeah, and um, talk through some things because we we went to nearly every well, not all the sessions because they happened at the same time, but we ne- went to the mini session, uh, the mini conference that happened on Thursday, yeah, that's... and the spotlight on Spotlight Sunday, Spotlight right. with Christopher Roberts, um, and of course the choir concerts with all the children's choirs. Um, I hardly saw the kids. Where were they? They must have been on another level. Okay. I so think their they rehearsals were mostly were, at the Hyatt, but... They were in the same... Because they were definitely walking around um, in between sessions. But their rehearsals were elsewhere. They were in the same area, but I think they were on a different level. Okay. I think they were a level down, perhaps. But I'm All not right. positive. But I know they were there. I didn't have a chance to watch any rehearsals. I that's... didn't either. And every year I say I'm going to do this, but then there's so many great sessions, and then I, I end know. up just going to sessions, which is great. But then, yeah, I do miss that piece but um i have watched rehearsals in the past when my son was part of the children's choir um back in long beach in 20 
when was that? 16. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch some rehearsals then, and, and it was just fantastic. So. Right. It's a great um, thing to be able to Yeah, do. so even if you don't find anything, when you go to that conference, if you don't find any session that you're really jazzed about, you can always go and watch the choral rehearsals. Right. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's just go through day by day, shall okay, we? Okay, yes. So starting with uh, the mini conference, and what was so cool is this was the first time I think they've done this where they offered two simultaneous mini conferences. Yes, yes. So whether, again, you are more of elementary in up ready or if you wanted the the choral experience mm -hmm. so leanne garner presented for more of the elementary crowd and eva, and eva floyd. floyd did more of a choral and i session. really wish i could have like popped over to eva's and seen some of hers i know but she's i great. can't miss like a minute of leanne well right and it's you know what's going to be most applicable to what we're doing obviously for us yes you were k5 k6 teachers so leanne garner i've seen her present at oake before in fact seeing her present at oake AKE a long time ago when I was Rocky president, I said, she has got to come. And, and so we brought has, her out yes. to, to do a workshop for Rocky. And just, she is such an amazing presenter. She has such a lovely pace when she goes through she things. She does. And We're getting lots of stuff, but not feeling overwhelmed. And her transitions are smooth AF, I'm sorry. I have yeah. To say. Oh, I love that. Uh, because <laughs> we're on spring break. It's okay. We're on spring break. We're I a little loosey goosey. Yeah. Uh, the thing about Leanne is that not she like it's all economized like there is not a wasted sentence that comes out of her mouth when no. she is like talking about these activities and songs and her transitions are so smooth but we don't talk about them no we're not calling attention it's not about the transitions it could be yeah we could take some extra time and go oh check out how we got from here to there right but no she, and i think it's somebody just... who was right by me in the session when it finished it was like Oh my gosh, that was already three hours. That did not feel like three hours at all. Yeah. It just flew past. And it was so good. So many amazing um songs and materials and just what would I what I would expect, but always so great. Yes, totally. And um the thing that I was really struck with is that she did so many songs I did not know. Yeah. So there was um a, a partner song we did. One part was Hurry, Hurry, and the other part was oh, No Need to right. Hurry, the, the traditional Calypso songs that we then put together as partner songs. I don't know those at all. Yes. Um, and that was awesome. I did love that. And Climb the Mountains. I don't know that one either. And there was um, that circle game with it. Anyway. And we did a couple of Spanish language songs and chants, which I got really excited about. Yes. In fact, I... I kept wishing, like, I wish this was videotaped. I really need to go back over and see all of these things. Yeah, considering um, it was so early in the in the conference. But now that I'm looking at the notes, it's definitely coming back to me a lot. I also really loved, we ended with a little, I guess you could call them, well, yeah, an arrangement um, of Kumbaya. And she talked a little bit about the history of Kumbaya, but then how she adapts it a little bit for her classroom, where instead right. of singing Kumbaya, my lord, she just has them sing Kumbaya, yeah, yeah, correct? Uh -huh. Isn't that how she did it? Yeah. Um, and then she had this lovely little arrangement that, that she, she shared wrote with us. With, uh, Dan Lejeune, with Dan Lejeune. And it was, was just a lovely way to end. That was the last thing we did, I believe. Yes, it was. And I got a little teary eyed while I we were did singing. Too. And I wasn't was just, even exhausted yet. Yeah, no, I was just, I was thinking about my own children and singing them like a little lullaby. And it was yes. just, it was lovely. So thank you, Leah. Thank you, Leah. And not to beautiful. mention the wonderful literary um, activities that she had going yeah. on. 
We did, um, we did some composition things. Compositional work mm-hmm. and creating compositions. A lot of part work. Yeah. I just love how she wove the part work in and out. Um, and this is how it should happen. It's like, it's so organic. It's like, by the way, do you notice that this pattern is different from this pattern, you know? Yeah, um, recognizing the form. We, yeah. we recognize the form in a lot of things, and it just reminds me that I need to call attention to that mm-hmm. more and more and more. And yeah. When I'm doing just, you know, simple reading, folk songs, Yes, it's and easy to call attention to the form and then use that later when it comes to composing and improvising in a way that's so organic. Exactly. Yeah. And that is that is just... Pure, awesome pedagogy. Yes. And in the purest Kodai-inspired form. Yeah. So it is so nice to see a master doing all of that. And there was nothing that she did that we can't all aspire to as far as, like, just economizing your time and and making every minute count and using fantastic quality literature. Yeah. Um, Boy, she's just awesome. So good. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's talk about Friday. Yes. So Friday jam-packed. So many amazing sessions. And there were so many things I wanted to go to. I this wanted to see Naomi and Martha tricky. doing their Jewish music. Yes. And I did not. No. Um, and then David Frago, who is our Delcro's ally. Yes. Yeah. Was doing something. And I didn't get to see that either. No. Um, that's fine because I made my choice to go see Donna Minhart do her yes. world music and movement in the K-12 music classroom. And that was just awesome. It was Because more really literature, great. some I was familiar with and some I was not. Yes. Um, boy, so many things. Um, what did, what she... did you go to? I... Oh, you did. You weren't... I was not right able to make it to an evening session because I was things. catching up on many. Carrie is on the things. board. I'm on and the board. She is super busy. That yeah, I'll blame it on that. And I remember <laughs> what that was like. And I thank you for your service. Oh well, I thank can you. Say. Honestly, I absolutely love it. I I really really do. I'm very proud to be a part of assisting with the organization. Yes, and, I think and when you're great. a part of an organization that you gain so much from, yeah. it really is your responsibility and duty to give back in some way. Totally, yeah, and this so. is my small piece of being able to do that. But I did see Donna Menhart's repeat session because she did the same session twice. So I wasn't in it at the same time as you, Tanya, but I did see the second time, the around. Second time around. And she did them back to back. Yeah, and it was just a lovely lovely set of music and yeah some of these things i didn't know and some of it was new um i love the the japanese hand game yeah that... and i was talking to liza myers because i've heard it as a chant um i'm sorry what's the title it's i'm um, gonna it. hopefully i'm gonna pronounce this correctly omo kyo suki masho yeah omo kimo omo suki masho and it's about um smashing the, the rice rice cakes yeah yes. So I've seen it as a chant, and I've also been taught it as a little song. So I was asking Liza because I've tried to do, do some really, you know, shallow research and try to I've tried to find the melody again. Yeah. And I have not found it. So I was like Liza because she's got a collection of um, Japanese folk songs. Right. Also yeah. because she is that has been something that she's gone out and done, and um, she did a session on it that I wasn't able to go and see and I said Liza have you heard this as a song she's like oh yeah it's a song and a chant hmm. so I really need to do my, my so kind of like Pia's Porridge Hot and some of these other things that we Maybe. have that are chants but then they also have gotten melodies along the could way could be I need to dig deeper on it yeah really but what that means. it's really fun it has a fun little hand game that goes with it yes. I just love that one and I haven't I don't know why I don't think I've ever actually done that in my classroom so I think I'm going to definitely 
do that with some of my older kids. Yeah, I have back. done that in the classroom, and the older kids, they love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. I love it every time I do it. So. Me too. So while fun. you were seeing Donna Minhart, I was actually at the um, educators teach educating teachers track. Oh yes, let's talk about this because there was this unveiling of the K through five benchmarks. If you're not aware, OAKE has recently unveiled this huge amount of work. This this document, yeah, where specific benchmarks for kindergarten through fifth grade. Are, are now recommended yes and this is the best part is that a list of repertoire yes not like you must do this but, no, but a place, suggested a place list to go with fantastic as close as they can get to primary sources i mean everything is a secondary source you know once you put it in writing yes but with excellent sources yes so this and is much a... thanks to paul bauman sandy mathias and connie price because they were the ones who really yes spearheaded, spearheaded that and thing. there was you know many people who helped along the way but yes. those three were the ones who really made it happen and we did share um i i shared on our music teacher coffee talk facebook page the uh -huh. link to that but you can find those at the oake website yes and i i mean i don't know how many times i said when i was going through this i wish i had this document earlier I when i started not to say that it won't be helpful now because mm -hmm. it's still going to be incredibly helpful but for for anyone who's just getting started with the kodai or philosophy think about any district that is really firming up their oh, yes. their standards and their curriculum and their scope and sequence wow what a fantastic document yeah to have on hand yeah I was, I'm amazed by, I mean, I knew it was coming and I've been excited but hearing about it, but once I actually saw the, the, the large document yes. that's there. And hard copies are going to um, be available for sale, they yeah. say, yeah. this summer. Yeah. So I have a question because when I was sitting in the session, something came up, um, everyone was, we were talking through it and um, the ins and outs of it. And then um, there was a teacher who said, are you going to be compiling a publication with all of these songs? And they said, no, not really. No, and and I, I, along with, you know, people I was sitting next to, was like, that's what your folk song yeah, collection is. Yeah, somebody had asked me that, too. I, I was I was at the OAKE o -A -K -E booth um, where we sell OAKE publications. Um which include there are some song collections and things sure. like that. And, you know, somebody mentioned, like, it would just be so great if there was just one giant book that had everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, but that's not really the point. Because when you go through your Kodai training and you're creating your folk song collection, you're really doing this with, yeah, there are those standards and those go-tos, but you really should be creating your folk song collection with your students in mind. Right. And collecting songs that are meaningful to them And what someone, I think it might have been Paul Bauman brought up, he said, well, and if it's not Paul, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm attributed to the wrong person, but it was mentioned that, well, the idea is that we guide someone to a resource for a specific song, and then they start looking and go, oh, wow, there's this great song yeah. here, and there's this great song here. And that's something you really get from your levels training in right. Kodai, is not just, okay, I'm going to go find Lucy Lockett right. in the 150. Uh, it's that... Okay, here I am. I'm finding Lucy Lockett. Is it in the 150? I hope I'm not wrong. It doesn't matter. I don't I'm, remember. I'm pretty sure it is in the, in the 150. It's somewhere. Uh, it's, go find it. Go find it. <laughs> so when you're looking and you find Lucy Lockett, it's not just, okay, I found this page and I'm not going to look at anything else. You go, oh, wow, but there's also, there's also this and there's also this. If you have to go to the index and you've got yeah. those wonderful indexes with the 
first line index, yeah. which is great because so many people are like, I don't know the name of this song, but I remember that it starts like this, right? right? So it's to drive them to solid resources, which in turn will build one's folk song collection, even yeah. if you don't have these titles written down in a list. Well, and I think the point is that the Kodai philosophy, Kodai-inspired teaching, it's not a curriculum. No, it's it never not. will be. And, and it's that's not intentional. like, take this handbook and here's everything you need yeah, to know. Yeah, it is not a curriculum. These benchmarks are not a curriculum. No. They're a scope and sequence. Right. Um, you know, and that's just a totally different way to go about it. Yeah. It is up to you then as the educator to find the curriculum materials to support that scope right. and sequence. And, one, and it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Not at and all. And it never should be. Nope. And one thing that I so one of the... Well, there's so many things. One of my favorite things about Kodai-inspired teaching is that when you go through your Kodai levels and if you are really doing what you're supposed to be doing, you are doing scholarly research yes. on folk song materials. Yes. You are becoming an expert in the materials that you are using. And shouldn't you be if you're yes. passing these on to the children that you're teaching? And I will be very honest, and I think a lot of people feel this when you first start. I, did, did you have this moment where you go, why am I taking a song from a book, which I own, and not just photocopying it and slapping it in my folk song collection? Why am I having to, at the time, handwrite it? Now, of course, mm -hmm. you can do it computerized. But why am I having to recopy it and then do this whole analysis page when a lot of that work's already been done for me? Well, now I get it. Mm -hmm. Because by going through that process and doing that research myself and analyzing the song myself, I have now internalized it to the point where I can teach it to my kids in a way that I could not have before exactly and you, i didn't get that right you're away. in essence like really teaching yourself all these songs with all of the possible things that you could pull from it yeah and i know i mean if we're talking about what kind of person you are and how you are as a learner i'm what they call an obliger if you're looking at gretchen rubin's core <laughs> tendency and i know i will do if someone's expecting me if i have a teacher saying you need to do this. I'm going to do it. Yeah. But if I say to myself, ooh, Tanya, you know what? It would really be great if you, like, really did some thorough research research on this song and, like, go and find out all about it and make sure you know what the origin is and make sure you've looked at the form and the rhythmic form and the melodic, everything. I'm not going to do it if it's just me expecting it. And so a lot of people need that accountability piece. This is true. Plus having it in your own collection. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that um, I've had to do in the name of getting my teaching certificate or my degree that I'm like, well, yeah, I did that to jump through a hoop. Yeah. But this work I'm very proud of because I, I mean, I learned through the process of it. Mm -hmm. And also I learned the actual songs. Yeah. And I'm proud of my binders. I'm proud of my collection. Yeah. And I think it's important to state, too, um, that these this, these benchmarks, they do not in any way contradict the NAFME standards, no, the national standards. What they've done is they've taken those standards, which many people feel are a little too broad and, you know, too overarching, you know, big idea, and really break it down into, you know, here are some specific steps along the way that you can use to meet these NAFME standards. Mm -hmm. So just to put that out there, right. in case anyone's wary of that, you know, right. these are obviously not going against the NAFME standards. These are in support of exactly. um, the NAFME standards. And I would urge anyone listening to, like, really look at this document and turn towards it. I, I think so often that we get into the habit of, 
okay, well, I need to teach dough. Let me go on um, someone's website or someone's blog or even Pinterest or even Facebook and ask, what dough songs do you use? I understand that you can happen upon good stuff that way, but I'd like this to speak stuff, for this yeah. has been vetted. Vetted by this is, the has best a committee. of the best. Yes. yes. Excellent Kodai, experienced Kodai educators, music educators. Forget even that they're Kodai, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Experienced music educators, a committee has yes. gone through these it's repertoire lists and, and said, okay, these are some solid, this is a solid body of songs to use. Yes. And they were very thoughtful about it. It yes. wasn't just somebody saying, I'm going to do a blog post about my favorite dose songs. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. Just a little bit of a deeper approach. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I've barely even scraped the surface of this document myself. I mean, that's something that I oh, plan I on doing. You know, probably actually more in the summer, to be honest, because I really want to give it the time that it deserves. Yeah. You know, and I feel like this year there's, well, there's not much left to the school year at this point. I know. And I've got it pretty much good. laid out what I'm doing. But especially for next year, if I'm considering doing any different songs in my repertoire for when I'm when I'm updating my, my concept plans and my yearly plans, I'm going to really spend a lot of time with that document. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be my new best friend. And that said, with the repertoire lists, um, please don't think that we're advocating that anybody should take all of their repertoire from any one place. Absolutely not. And that's another thing that's about the, the Kodai point. training yeah. is that you're also learning how to differentiate like what's going to be good, what's going to be not uh -huh. good for your kids, your situation. Yeah. And you really become discerning over time as far as like, you know what? This is a great Mi Re Do song that I can use with older kids. Yeah. Um, and that your your collection, your song collection, it is personal yeah. to you. And I know I know other music teachers who have done this. I have thrown out songs that I'm like, you know what? I know everybody loves this song and I'm never gonna use it. Yep. So there's no point and in goes two other ones or one other one. Yeah. And that's great that when you are in control of what you put in your song collection, mm -hmm. you get to make those choices. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I know we should get off the soapbox. Yeah. Oh, I mean, maybe we should do a whole podcast about this document once we learn about it we more. We totally could. Maybe that'll be a summer project. Yes, there we when go. When I've looked at it more. So, um, moving on. Moving on. Well, we both went to an amazing session um, that was a collaboration between Joan Littman and Aileen Miracle and yes. her students, her fourth grade students, they correct? Fourth graders, yes. So it was a demo class where Joan Littman was working with them. I um, mean, she called it Turning the Kaleidoscope. And um, she was working with them on music of different cultures and just talking about, I'm trying to, I want to do it justice, the way she was talking about turning the kaleidoscope, because she was talking about, you know, all these little gems. And if you just turn the kaleidoscope, you see the gems differently. Yeah. It was just such a lovely analogy, and I just absolutely loved it. And, um, yes. And talk about someone who has gone out in the world and done some song, folk song oh, research yes. and collecting. Yeah. So, I mean, I think everything, well, except for, well, no. Okay. I'm looking at this, the notes. I was going to say, I think everything was new, but it wasn't all new. A lot of this um, was new to me. But a lot of this me. was new to me, and I love that. And I you know, she was, I tour. haven't gone there yet, but she, and I need to, like, really soon. So, she's got a website, www.joanlittman.com. Yeah. How, could be, how could it be more simple? Right. And Littman is L-I-T-M-A-N. Yeah. 
joanlittman.com. We'll link to it in the show And notes. she, yes, we'll link to that. She has a more thorough notes there. Yeah. Um, which is just fantastic. Yes. But there were a bunch of, there was a couple of tunes that I was, songs that I was not familiar with. And just to see it in action with Aileen's fourth graders, they were so, they were just delightful. They were. And they were like a model class. This is what you want your fourth graders to yeah, sound like. Yeah, and not to say that they were like perfect. I mean, no, that's no. the whole point. No, that's they were what I love children. to see about demo classes is that, you know, there is no such thing. And that they right. were doing mistakes that I see my kids doing. And, you know, just, just little things. But it was just, they were real. They were authentic. They were. They were so receptive. And it was cool because the story goes that... Um, Joan Lippman has gone in a few times and worked with the kids previously. So it wasn't like a cold demo class. No, she knew So they had a relationship, bit. and you could see that. And mm -hmm. they had so much respect for her, which I just thought was lovely, and she yes. for them. And it was just a great session to see. I just any time, and I think this is something that um, Oak is doing a lot in their conferences, is really trying to include a lot of demo classes. Right. Because it's so powerful. Well, you need to see it in action. And yeah. every single demo class that I saw, and I saw two of them for this particular conference, this is something that needs to be, like, we need to be reminded of again and again and again. The kids are doing the work. Yes. You, as the teacher, you're facilitating. Exactly. You're, you're setting it up. And then you're not singing with the kids. You sing for the children, mm -hmm. not with the children. Mm -hmm. And Joan Littman just embodied that whole, like, yes. setting the stage and it's theirs, and let it be the students. Let yeah. it be theirs. And she's just so much fun. She's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so that was great. I personally had not seen her present before. No, I had not either. And I was just so excited to be able to see oh, her. Oh, I'm just getting goosebumps. It's I just so know. crazy. I just want to go back in time. All right. Oh, okay. And then we get to Friday afternoon. And can we just say that Tanya and I both... <laughs> We want to be Dr. Karen Howard when we grow when up. When I grow up, I want to be Dr. <laughs> Karen Howard. I, I She was. was just... She blew me out of the water. I, I mean, know. just I was so unbelievably impressed with her her knowledge and her delivery and just her Again, respect of all learners. Again, not a wasted sentence. Oh, my gosh. some heavy yes. food for thought. It was, but it was delivered in such a way that... I didn't feel guilty about my position as a white music educator. Well, I, yeah. I was, it was, everything was just so thoughtful. Okay, so let, we should probably talk about what her topic is before yes. we go on. So she <laughs> brought us through some, a couple of West African folk songs. Yes. But she did, and this was brilliant. I mean, it was needed and important. But she started off with explaining um, her view of... Uh, being a a white music teacher and using this music, and I'm not going to go into great detail, and and this can be a very charged issue. Yes. And I'm I'm really at a point right now where I'm really getting my head around around it in all sides, and this is due to some training I've had through the district, being a mentor. There's there's been a lot of things that I have not really heavily considered. Yeah. that I'm really starting to think through. And this was just exactly the right thing I needed to hear yeah. at exactly the right time. Yes. Agreed. And she, I, at the end of her, se she did a repeat session. So she did the session, and it was an hour session, and then she did the session again, like back to back. Yeah. And at the end of the first session, and, and of course the music was wonderful and yes. presented so well. Yes. And so that's the other part of it. At the end of the session, um, like 
my other friend next to me was like, okay, well, I'm going to go somewhere. And I said, I'm staying right here. That was me. I was your friend next to you. Were you my friend next to me? <laughs> <laughs> Because anyway, I, I had to go get ready for the next thing. Right. And, and I you said, were like, I'm going to stay. And I was like, but it's, I, I was like, it's the same thing. And you're like, I know. <laughs> I have to so do it again right now. And I pressed record. I have like 25 minutes. I mean, of course, I'm not going to share it on social media. Or anything. Yeah, no, it's for just my for own you. personal use. Yes. And can I tell you, it's Monday. I've already listened to. <laughs> I've already listened to it twice. Yes. And I was I was just telling everybody around me, I'm going to like listen to this every morning. This is my new This is my new morning morning ritual. Ritual is listening to it. Karen Howard talk with such Oh my gosh. I but just can I can't. just say I am so so excited that she is going to be for next year, the 2020 conference in Portland. She is our mini conference Right? It's the mini conference, yes, correct? Yes, the Thursday So I'm just, conference. I can't even tell you how excited I am about just hearing more from her uh -huh. and absorbing more from her. I I'm, gonna I'm already looking forward to it. It's a year away and I'm already... We need to get on this whole like Oak recording sessions business. That needs to be one. Yeah. You yeah. know. We'll and see what we can do. Because yes. I mean, if you if are not able to experience her, you need to find a way. She's <laughs> like, just she brilliant. I've already internet stalked her. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But she's just, oh, gold. Yeah. And I can't go into all the details except for it also to say is that, oh, my gosh, I could not get my mouth around the songs. And that is, I think, for me, and I know probably many people would agree, it's it's the language. And I always want to make sure I'm pronouncing things correctly and the amount of repetition it takes. It's so, so very important. Which is one of, why I recorded it. Exactly. Like, I just need repetition, repetition, yes. repetition. Yeah. But the songs were lovely. Her, you know, performance suggestions were lovely. Just the whole thing. It was beyond lovely. Lovely yeah. is not doing it justice. It no. Was, it was impactful and it was powerful. If I only went and paid my registration and paid for the plane fare and paid for the room and I only saw Karen Howard yeah it would be totally worth it yeah yeah she's so amazing amazing okay so so we did that and then um then it went into um some lovely evening things starting with um the general assembly which is you know where we we conduct OAKE business but the fun part was at the end Tanya we got and to I, do a skit. we got to do our skit so um did i put it on the I music teacher coffee think we we'll, we'll have to share it on our we'll page do it again. it's so silly it's it's, it's a little teaser for next year's conference and because mm -hmm. Tanya and i are in the planning committee we we were voluntold no just kidding we were asked <laughs> if we would help with the skit we were excited to do so it was fun yes. so so that was kind of so our we got evening. a little silly skit it's supposed to resemble um Carpool karaoke. Carpool karaoke, like yeah. James Corden style. Yes, so, so we're singing, we're moving, we're grooving. Yeah. Um, and that was, yeah, we'll put it on our page. We will. To make so sure you can, you can experience see the, the ridiculousness of our, of our so, own. So, yeah. So that was so that was basically, and then there were some, you know, meetings, and the the hoedown was super fun. They yes. had a hoedown event. And and we went to our Western Division meeting, and oh. you know, if you ever do go to the conference, you really need to go to your division meeting, because yeah. it's like the Oak Conference that's the big, you know, these are your people in the big sense. Right. But then your divisional It's nice to meeting, be with your, yeah, It's your like, oh, these people. are people who live, like, in the state next door. Maybe right. in your state. 
which for Western, we're still so spread out. But still, it's nice to, to be together. Yes. So. And then there was the hoedown in Ohio. Yeah, that was fun. They had and square dancing. Fun. And there was so much food. And there I was a mac and cheese the... bar, but we had already gone to dinner, so we didn't even eat the mac and cheese bar. No. But, oh, my gosh. There was so much food there. There was so much but food. But I was so full, I wasn't able to eat. But it was lovely. Again, Aileen, Carla, and the planning committee. They did, did a wonderful job. Such a good job. Yeah. All right, moving okay. on to Saturday. Yeah, and by Saturday, you're like, we're almost done? No. I know, but there was a full day of amazing sessions. Right, and I did so, not go to the morning sing. Well, you were preparing for your session. I had a session at 9.15. And so. I was your, your host, Thank and you. it was, I mean, I don't know that Tanya believes me when I say this, because we are very close, but I'm <laughs> telling you people, she was amazing. That is very sweet. And not that I didn't expect it, but I'm just, I'm always so impressed when you present, Tanya, that you seem so calm and you're cool as a cucumber. And I think, honestly, I think that comes from the fact you know your stuff so well and you prepare and you know exactly what you're going to talk about, but you've done it with kids so many times that doing it with adults, it's not like didn't feel unnatural. I just treat just... whoever's in the room as a kid. No, but it was lovely. <laughs> and I love that you just let us through some really great singing games, but then your topic was about then how you can turn that into a singing games night for like kindergarten, first grade, and yeah. their families. So you kind of led us through the singing games as if it was the singing games night. Yeah. And gave us some tips and tricks along the way. I'm definitely doing this. It's something that I've been wanting to do, and you've given me the courage that... I need to do it. Well, I'm so glad. And I'm excited about I'm it. I'm touched, seriously. No, it was it was excellent. It and all the whole well all the rest of the weekend people kept coming up to you I, and that was very saying nice, yes. it was so good. It really, really was an excellent session. Well you should I should be very proud. I loved doing it. I yeah. really you know, it's something I'm passionate about and so that's that's good. And yeah. Your check's in the mail. Thank you. Oh well thanks. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, uh, it was so good. And then after Tanya's, I actually, I crossed the line into the secondary choral track. Yay. It was a little scary. No, I'm just kidding. It was lovely. And I saw our friend Melissa Hedrick, who is the president of NWKE in the Seattle. Seattle and she did a session about uh, prep in your warm-up. And while it was definitely, like, the literature she was using in the specific warm-ups were definitely more geared towards older kids, just the nuggets of information I could definitely take and adapt to my elementary choir nice. which really comes from a lot of including the repertoire into your warm-ups having your warm-ups be very intentional yes. and I say this that this is something that I'm not great about because you know when I teach seven classes a day mm -hmm. and I have to prepare for all of those lesson plans choir sometimes gets the and short that is end the, of the sad stick. thing about elementary choir because I think yeah. it's like that for most of us is yeah. like we don't make that a priority yeah, so um, it definitely was an amazing reminder that I need to do more with my warm-ups. Yeah, well, and that's I, great. And I know I should, and she just did a great job. Yeah, um, simultaneously, I was at Lori Hobel, Dr. Lori Hobel's session, When Emotions Make It Hard to Sing, Learning from Kids, and she's done some very extensive research on why kids might not sing and how to kind of draw them out and it was it was really fascinating. That's um, interesting, and I'm I'm hoping to look at her notes a little. Oh, more. and if you look at her notes, she's got so many because this is something that articles. I deal with a lot because yeah. I have a lot of students who come from places of trauma, and yeah. I've noticed a lot of hesitancy to sing. And I haven't sure if that's I haven't been sure if that's a cultural thing or. Um, but I think it's more and it's more. Probably it's probably all trauma. of the above. Trauma, it's, exactly. Cultural, There's so all much of that. to it, and. Um, 
you know, they get there eventually. Well, and but... also often as, as people who sing all the time, we just take for granted that this is something that kids will do and we need to remember how charged it can be. Yes. Um, so it's so very personal. It was, it was like a great talk and then there was yeah. a lot of conversation. That's cool. Um, in fact, we had to like, as the host of that session, there was a time where I was like, oh, we really need to wrap it up because, I mean, everyone was just getting so engaged in that topic. Um, yeah. And meanwhile, I missed a demonstration. I know. From Mrs. Joe, Joe Kirk. Who was both of our level one teachers. Who was our level teachers. one teacher. And her session teacher. was Little Hearts, Hands, Minds, and Voices, a demonstration for two and three-year-olds. Yeah. But we did have some friends who did go to that session. And everyone said it was fantastic. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, Mrs. Joe is magic. And yes. we were like, yes, she, she is. She is. She is magic. Yeah. So I heard that was just wonderful. Yes. Um. And then, let's see, what did we go with? The well, Penta Singers of the Columbus Children's Choir. We d I didn't make it to that choir Oh, concert. I did. Oh, did you? Uh -huh. I think, oh, I know what I was doing. Their repertoire was, was that so lovely. I don't even know. I, I was at a meeting. You were in, you, you <laughs> I had was, a lunch meeting. I had a lunch meeting with, with some, some people. It was, so unfortunately I didn't make it to that. But I did get to see the um, Oak Participant Choir. Directed oh, yeah. by Fernando Malvar Ruiz, which now I'm kind of regretting not participating in because I loved the literature. And this is an experience that people right there at the conference, anyone can be a part of this. And yes, it requires yes. some extra rehearsal time, mm -hmm. but um, to but be you able get to, to the work music ahead of time, yeah, and, work it and then just to be able to work under someone like. Fernando well, it's Malvar this constant Ruiz reminder that you're a musician. Yes, it's bringing back the yes and a teacher, totally. and that you need to be still being a musician. Yes, to be the I best teacher. It, it was just a, like it in was, our levels training. And I like that it, for us as as the audience, it was definitely more of a demonstration. At first, we got to see his process working yeah. through and fine tuning some of the literature, and he was talking about some of his conducting gestures, and I just I really appreciated that. Yes, that was really fun. And then what did I go to afterwards? Well, oh, we both went to the, another demonstration class, which was a sixth grade Yes, Kodai for the Mind, Heart, Ear, and Hand. Demonstration by... Joy Grubbs, is that correct? Yeah, but in here it says Joy! Exclamation point Grubbs, so I'm yeah. confused. Are we saying that the session's called Joy? I don't... I don't know. I think her name, <laughs> I think is, her name Joy is Joy Grubbs. And there's just a Let fun exclamation point there. Just but she fun. was very joyful, so... It but, is joy. That is her name. I'm sorry. I just there is funny a funny exclamation said, point in there. I think joy. you and I. I think I'm going to put an exclamation point. Maybe people will like Tanya. Bless you. Be excited when they meet me, Tanya. Yeah. Carrie. No, it was great. Another demo class. It's always great to watch a teacher working with. Oh, with and kids man, right did there. they zip through some things? Oh and yeah. These kids were on they were top on of it. it. Yeah. And um, a lot of I loved her repertoire. Yeah. Um. And I'm just going to mention this just because you and I kept, I kind of felt like I was in a, um, a parallel universe. Right. Because there were several of her songs that I'm like, oh, I know this song. And then one note would be different. Yes. And I'm like, wow. She must have a different source. She must have a different source you, or something. You and I have, which yeah. you and I have a lot of the same sources because we did our levels at the same place. So right. That makes sense. But that kind of was like, maybe. It me... just proves the whole thing about folk songs uh, yes. being living, breathing things. And sometimes exactly. they, they change a lot. And I'm not life. saying that they, I mean, it was because no, I'm like checking the notation too. Right. So the notation matched what they were doing. Oh, yeah. She so was I'm not very saying accurate. that this was something that got altered 
in no. the process of no. the kids learning it. It was really, they were singing exactly what was on the page here. Right. But it was, was hard like, for us yeah. to sing along because yeah. when you get it Because I'm like, I sing here. that a little bit flatter because yeah, that's my source. Just different. But that was just wonderful. It um, was a great session. And then done... you and I split apart and went to different things. Um, because I went to Rachel Gibson's um, Living Traditions, Children's Songs and Singing Games from Central America. Right. And she was great. I saw her present the same topic but different literature it must have been last year and she has some really great literature that she herself has collected from um time that she spent in guatemala that's awesome and oh shoot i can't remember it might be nicaragua yes in nicaragua and um, i just always really enjoy her literature she just always puts on a great session um and then i went to i was a monitor i'm sorry i'm finding the notes right now um, I was a monitor for a session in the late afternoon, creating musical minds in tough places. Oh, right. Meredith Riggs. And, oh, she just, she was a really inspiring presenter. Um, and she talked about developing, like, working with kids who have basically been through some trauma in their life. Yeah, I can. Um, <laughs> in tough places. This yeah. is an ongoing, and this is this is great that we have all of these I, I love how Oak is keeping up with, like... What we call it, responsive teaching? Yes. and In all ways. Right. Yeah. So you, once in a while, you might come across the idea that, like, the whole Kodai world or Kodai-inspired teaching it's is archaic rigid. or rigid or, you know, not in the 21st century. And this conference is... It epitomized the fact that this is not the case. No, it is not the case. Not, not with thoughtful Kodai... Music, you know, inspired no. music educators, and, and definitely not with the organization. No, with, and so many Oak presenters an are always, you know, where there's always this reevaluating what we're using and how we're teaching it, and yeah. But within a Kodai, a true Kodai realm, yeah, it's just wonderful. So Meredith Riggs, she um, is in Austin, Texas, and she just she had some really fun. I've got her website here. Maybe I will put on the on the thing. Yeah, uh, with her information, but. She was really talking about what's really going on in students' lives and how can we, what can we do about it. And I thought it was, it was really nice to hear this again. It's like right. relationships, routines, rigor. Yeah. Is something that she pointed out that I was like, yep, that's, that's, that's gold. That's kind of, yeah. That's I've never what it's all about. made it sound so succinct and lovely, but I think that's very reflective yeah. of what no I do No matter where your kids are at yeah. in their lives, yeah. whether there's trauma or not, Relationships, routines, rigor. I love that. Yeah. That's I'm gonna have to write that down. Borrow yeah. that. And then in the evening, we already mentioned, but the the conference choirs were absolutely amazing as always. Wait, was that was that Friday? No, we're on we're this we're on Saturday. Are we on Saturday? We oh are. Gosh. See, this is how our brains have turned to mush from all the amazingness. No, this was Saturday. So okay. Choir concerts were amazing. All of the conductors were amazing. Yes. I just I loved the literature. I just I loved it all. There, I just all of it, <laughs> so good. I can't say any more about it. I am so, it's it's so nice to see the the age groups and the levels of choirs. Yes. To see the children's choir and to see the women's choir. Those yes. high school girls, boy, they had some interesting literature. They did. And the during the concert, they always before the choir comes on, they talk about the the conductor and yeah. some of the things that the participants, the choir kids have. 
uh, said that yeah, described reflections. Their content, reflections. Yeah. And boy, these women in the high school women's oh, choir, they were like... That's powerful stuff. They were feeling empowered. They yes. were feeling community. It was just... It was yeah, beautiful. and that was definitely reflected in the literature. I will, I will say it got a little dusty in the room a few times for me. Oh, you're talking got teary. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. It took me a minute to just, understand. <laughs> oh, I think I cried for every... For e- Every choir in at least one of the pieces. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, the literature is so meaningful, and then it's done so I think the tiredness well. plays into that. Well, this is true. <laughs> and then, you know, then we stand up and sing Harmonia Mundi, which I know. is, you know, our, our So you get me tired and vulnerable, and then song. layer on some really lovely music, and yeah. I'm just a mess. Yeah. yeah. It's basically that way. But that's, that's because it's so meaningful to us. Right. And then some people think we're done Saturday. We're not done, people. We're not done. No, you're then missing Sunday some happens. things. Some which, opportunities. Of on course, Sunday. I don't know if, if that's this is a sign that just you and I are just we're suckers. But both of us <laughs> did some early morning things on Sunday. I did which an early I was morning thing. Well, not happy to do yeah, Saturday and Sunday. So right. I was not out partying. Uh, no, we had to take care of ourselves Saturday yeah, night. Totally. So there was a tech talk, and this was something that's never been done. Mm-hmm. And Aileen and, it and was Carla so invited me to join them. And we just did it in the hallway. And the idea was we had different technology stations, I guess you could call them, set up where people could come and ask questions and interact. I, mine was specifically about Seesaw. So I was And I couldn't even talk to you. There were so many people that were swarming around I know. and asking stuff. That was and... probably the hardest thing is, you know, it was hard because it wasn't a huge amount of time. But I tried to make mine at least. And I didn't even see what Carla and Aileen had. I didn't even get over to their tables. Yeah. But I think that Carla had some things on Chromebooks and Aileen kind of had a little smorgasbord of yeah. tech available. Do you think you should have had double the people who were facilitating or double the time? I would hate to say double the time because there's so much I wouldn't want to take away from other things. Maybe just more people facilitating. I, It's hard to tell. But if you were there and I, I gave you my email and my contact and if you have questions, please, please don't feel bad about reaching out because I do feel badly I didn't get to maybe walk people through things as well as I might have liked but to. But you have but. such great resources that people can Oh, thanks. Like, I, yeah, I tried into. to make it like a to-go experience. And I did create for this session a little tutorial video that I do planning on sharing with all of you uh-huh. music teacher coffee talk people. Should people request this of you specifically? No, I will post it. I was just really? I wanted to do it here for I do, Are you sure you have enough spaces? Huh? Do you have enough well you said it was like a classroom thing and you have like Oh, that, I, I'm not, no, 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 not that. Okay. What I'm, sorry, I'm being unclear. I just put together a little tutorial video about how to set up Seesaw. Okay. Just like how, like the nitty gritty, like how to set up classrooms. And I go through like the settings and like talk specifically about the different settings. And, and this is why. not something that we have on our Facebook or our no, Instagram. No, not yet. I'm going to put it up there. Got it. So, so sorry. it yes. might be up by the time we, this is released. I haven't thought this all through. Okay. But uh, the point is, I made a video and I did plan on sharing it with all of you okay. once I did the, the Oak It'll session It'll be up. First. We'll tell you where. Yeah. yeah. So you can experience some of the nerdy seesaw things. No, I, it was great. It was fun. And then right after, Tanya did morning mindfulness. And we sang a little too. Sang a little and you talked about mindfulness in the music room, which I, is something you are very passionate about and I knowledgeable I scrunched about. down like a two-hour presentation into, I don't know, 12 minutes. Yeah. Um, and a plug for you and our podcast, if you're interested in more mindfulness, Tanya did a, um, an episode Yes, with your good with friend. Dr. Ellie Falter. Yes, and I don't remember the exact number, but we'll link to it. Uh, where it might it was, be like number 11 or yeah, something. Yeah, it was when I was on a hiatus, and so 
you did a, a special episode about mindfulness. Yeah, and I need to do so much more as far as like getting further educated and how I'm using it in the music room and get more music specific. But I mean, it was just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, I, I was a little late to it because I was cleaning up, you know, my table. Yeah. But um, it was great what I saw. Well, thank it you. Fun. It's always kind of, it was it cracking me up because I was like, I gotta, I gotta make sure I tell them this and this and then I'm like, wait, it's mindfulness. Chill out. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's just a sign that you have so many resources that you want to share. Well. And it was a small, it was just a short session. So yes. It was a 20 minute just session. Just 20 minutes. You can't get to everything. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the last normal session, I guess you can call it, you know, a typical session that we went to was um, the clapping conversation session with Madeline Acola, I think I'm saying that, Acola. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Acola. Okay. Um, That was a lovely session. Clapping conversations connecting countries. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of alliteration. It is. And she had Um, some really... She had some lovely literature, and she included... Really nice um, instrument arrangements. Yeah, yeah, body percussion, some ORF instrument things into that. And that's... I was so frustrated because um, I needed to uh, get it videoed for my own personal use. I wanted to, like, videotape, like... I would say videotape, which is very arcane. Say, Taping, say. yeah. Taping. I wanted to, you know, use my phone to record. Yeah. Like, visually, what's going on, because... Some of these hand motions that she had going on with the the songs were, I'm not remembering. I'm not gonna remember. Right. It. And my phone was full up. Oh no. Yeah. So well, I did she not has get some that. really really good notes in here as far as her orf arrangements at least for the songs. So that's helpful. Yes. But yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah. I mean, you can make up your own hand things. You don't have to do. I'm not she... good at that. Oh sure, you I are. I have Tanya. not done good. At, I'm just like. Clap and pat and stomp, and there you go. Nah. Well, and she did mention with one of them, she had her students come up with it. So there you go. And my kids would dab. Well, this is true. <laughs> or floss. All right, but we need to save a little time here to talk about the last thing. Yes. The Sunday Spotlight because Session. Because we love Christopher. With our good friend Christopher Roberts. It was such an amazing session where he talked about... You know, some of this this literature we've been doing and just different ways that maybe we need to think about it. Yes. And here is the thing about this specific presentation is that during the present, like when he's talking about ways we can really connect with students and to draw them into being empathetic through the folk songs that we use. Yes. um, They were very simple. And I remember sitting there thinking... Oh, yeah, I could do that. What's, you know, that's fine. But then later on, it kind of hits you and you go, but I don't do this. Right. And I hadn't thought about doing yeah. this. Like, for example, and I don't think I'm giving things away, but Starlight, Star Bright. That's the example I was thinking um, of, too. Yeah. When I sing it and do it, you know, I do go around, have kids standing in a circle and then I land, the last kid I land on with my magic wand, my glittery, starry magic wand. And I say, what do you wish for? And they say what they wish for. I wish for a pony that can fly around the room and lots of pizza, whatever. Right. Right. And so he said, here's something and maybe the next time you say, let's all think about something you could wish for someone else. Yes. And... Of course, he mentioned you're going to get things like 
I wish for my mom to buy me a pony. Like a wish that's not really about the other person. And that, but if you continue on that kind of thinking with Mm -hmm. the kids, that, that they can get to a place where they're not, it's not about them. It's about like, yeah. It's just providing those intentional experiences for them. Yeah. So his title is Toward a Mindful and Heartful Music Class, which when you first, you go, wow, that could be anything. Yeah. But he was talking, he really did focus a lot on empathy Uh and using our folk song literature to draw out empathetic responses from children. And I mean, there was so much more to it than that. Right. But Christopher's, he's always sneaky that way, I find. Like, yeah. I'm always sitting there going, well, sure, yeah, of course. And then later I'm going like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It just hits you with a truth nugget. Yes. And that's Christopher <laughs> for you. Yeah. Dr. Christopher. Dr. Christ- and it was so fun, too, because, you know, having done the World Music Pedagogy book study, mm-hmm. he used one of his examples from the book. And yes. it was like, oh, hey, I know this one. I know this. But then hearing him talking about it in person, obviously, professional yes. development in person is always the best way to go. Yes. So even though he was talking about one of the pieces he mentioned in his book and what he does with it, I thought, oh, this is so great to hear him actually go over it in person. Yes. It's much more meaningful. Yeah. So, so that, I mean... I'm always so, I'm always like, wow, so many people have left because they have to catch flights, but they're missing this. This I is know, awesome. I know. It's yeah. such a lovely way to end with this session. Yeah, I love that we all come back together in one big session and we ended with singing This Land is Your Land, but from that perspective of and singing of, with many empathy. of the verses. Yeah, yeah, all of the verses, really. Wasn't it all of the verses? Well, whatever. The point yeah, being the controversial that, verses exactly, included. Exactly. And, and with empathy for all all people yes. as we were singing that song um it was just a lovely way to end it really the conference was. yeah so yeah amazing conference yeah as always but really like you mentioned just the really intentional way that i think oak as an organization and kodai inspired teachers are really thinking of things from different new perspectives it's so important right and being responsive to the students that we have now in our classrooms versus yeah. the students that we had 50 years ago when this method was really taking off. Right. And being an older teacher who's been in the classroom for a long time, this is very good and important for me to have this reminder of, hey, it's I can't teach this particular song and game exactly like I did five years ago, yeah. two years ago. And that's what I was going to say. It's not about throwing out your entire collection no. starting from scratch. It's about taking those songs and maybe giving it a different thought process or or providing a different experience for your kids. I'm interested in teaching the kids in my room right now today. Exactly. And I also have to say, I mean, I don't know how intentional it was, but how this conference laid the groundwork and just aims us towards 2020 in Portland. Yes, yes. Because our focus for 2020 in Portland, get that focus, 2020. um, Of course is all about Kodai's vision in the 21st century, and it's all about diversity yes. and inclusiveness. Yes. So it's like we got a lot of that in this conference. Yeah, and it's and, just going to keep on and going. And now that we're really zoning in on it at the next conference. Yeah. What a beautiful thing.
So now we are going to share a work smarter, not harder teacher tip. And Tanya's got one for us today. Yes. Well, this is specific to attending um, workshops, sessions, conferences. Right. And it's hard, though. It's a challenging thing. It is work smarter, not harder. But my tip is, overall, is when you return home from a conference or a workshop, make a short list of things that you would like to try within the next oh, yeah. couple weeks. Good because one. and and that's a challenge if you're really planned out but if there's something like oh i really loved this particular song that i've never heard before like figure out when you can plug it in yeah because i know for me i it's not going to stay with me and i'm not going to use it in the long term unless i really take it for a test drive like pretty soon Good idea. So I barely started doing this today where I was like, okay, I got to make sure I do this. I got to make sure I bring in this um, partner song that I learned from Leanne. I got to make sure. So it's not saying that all of my lessons are coming from the conference. It's not that because I have objectives, goals that I'm trying to get to. But, you know, you you spend your time, you spend your money, you spend your energy going to these. um, Use the stuff. Use the stuff. And... Of course, taking notes is very helpful, and I got myself a hard copy of the notes this year. I decided I think to, that uh, itself is a work smarter, not harder teaching yeah, tip. Yeah, I just decided to embrace my old schooledness and say, you know what? I'm the kind of person who likes to write on paper. I'm just going with it. I know it's heavier. I know it's lovely when it's electronic, but you know what? I know me. Yeah. I need the paper. I I tried to go all digital this year, and I, there were times I wish I had the paper. So yeah. I think that's wise. So that's... But know yourself as a learner. Yeah. Know yourself. But my big tip is make a list of stuff that you really want to try out after you've attended a good session, workshop, conference. And now it is time for our CODA section where we give a recommendation of something we've been enjoying in or out of the music room. So, Carrie, you're, you are up first. All right. Well, well mine, have... is, mine is so very obvious, but in case you have been living under a rock, the new <laughs> season of Queer Eye is on Netflix. Yeah. And, you know, I've been missing out because I've just been so very busy just preparing for the Oak Conference yeah. and just, um, like, everyone in my family has their birthdays this month, um, so lots of party planning in my house and things going on. But today, since I decided, I declared this morning was... I'm not leaving my bed or my pajamas mm-hmm. until noon day. Did you get to do a marathon? I didn't bed? have a marathon. I watched two episodes. Oh, that's great. Because, you know, I was catching up on lots of other things, too. But I've watched two episodes so far, and it's so good. I and think I I've just, watched two as well, but I was yeah. saving the rest because I was right. like, spring break. I'll just, I know. Yeah. yeah. So I plan on definitely, I'm sure I'll finish all of them before the end of spring break. But it's such a great show. It, it just, is. I always cry at least once in every episode. And it's just and it just makes me feel good about the world. I know, so, me too. Um, I love Queer Eye. Yeah. So how about you, Tanya? All right. I'm going to get a little, um, um, well, so, <laughs> I'm, gonna reckon it, I'm going to recommend a children's book that is also a song. Yes. And there's so many out there. And we see so many, like, posted on people's Instagram and Facebook stuff and, like, 
some new ones have come out recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about a super old one. Yeah. Because Christopher used it in a session. And yeah. it's a book I'm very familiar with. And it is the picture book of Go Tell Aunt Rhody. Yes. And this is something that um, I've been intentional about in the past. But it's a little, can be tricky with when you have these songs that are about death. Yes. And like Who Killed Cop Robin. Mm-hmm. And we sang that in Leanne's session. We did. And it yeah. was lovely again because she was talking about how we want to make sure we... Um, well, it's just a wonderful song in its own right, but also let's not... No, not... Le- wait, was it Leanne's session? It was Leanne's session. Wasn't it? No, no, no. It was Aileen's demo class. Oh, you're right. It was Joan Littman. Yes. Yes, because there was... Uh, um, Yeah, there was some soloists from Aileen's fourth graders. This That's is right. true. Yes, okay. thank you. So... We need to make sure that we sing these songs and that we experience these songs. And um, that's one of the wonderful things about music and especially folk music is that it's not all one subject that we use music to heal, to mourn, to grieve, to celebrate, to be joyful, to be introspective. Like music is just can be anything, right? Mm-hmm. So... And it can be, of course, you have to know your situation, know your students, be sensitive to what's going on. But to to bring in a song like Go Tell Aunt Rhody that you can use a picture book with can be just a really lovely, cathartic thing. Yes. Um, even if you, you don't need that catharsis at that particular time. But it's just a way to show that, wow, music helps us deal with this too right right and i will say i haven't done go talent roadie for a long time and Mm -hmm. i i think that's part of it is that it especially if you don't have something to do with it it's not like there's a game or you know something so if you're just sitting there singing it it can be very what's the word that i'm looking for it's just very like your emotions are just out there it's just very you're just you're putting yourself out there so um when christopher showed the picture book I, I do this a lot in sessions. I like literally immediately get on my phone and go on Amazon, and I found a used copy. And <laughs> Amy it was, does that too. I'll I be sitting yeah. next to her and I'll be like, "Oh, Amy just bought that." I did. I literally <laughs> bought it within the next five minutes that he had showed it to us um, yeah. because I didn't have that book, and I thought this is going to help me bring this song back into my classroom because it's so lovely. Yes. Um, it and is. I found a used because I think it's out of print. It is, but out of print. there are a lot of used copies there on are. Amazon, and it's beautiful illustrations. Yeah. Um, and the last few pages don't have any verses to them right and it's just it's a nice way to approach that exact song and that subject and when I read it and sing it I do it with slightly older kids and honestly I do it with fifth graders because shortly thereafter we do a keyboard unit and one of the songs that they play in the book that oh, I use yeah. is Go Tell Aunt Rhody yeah. and I want them to be familiar with it. Totally. So I think it's really appropriate for that age group. Yeah. And I don't do, there's nothing, there's no game, there's no anything, we don't act it out. Exactly. I simply sit in front of them and sing it to them. And I've done that with sixth graders as well. And you're showing them the picture and book. And I, and I'm showing them, and I've never, never too old for picture never books. Never too old for picture books. I've never had, not once have I had a student or a class who didn't um, really take that well and absorb that well. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, go tell Aunt Rhody. Lovely picture book, and I'll put a link to it. Cool. 
we've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at Teaching Music Tanya's Kodai Aspiring blog. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. On our next episode, we will be talking about the end of the year assessments, individual and class assessments. Until next time, this is Tanya. And this is Carrie, wishing you happy musicking. Where oh where is O A K E? Where oh where is O A K E? Where oh where is O A K E? Way up yonder in Portland. Where oh where is O A K E? Where oh where is O A K E? Where oh where is O A K E? Way up yonder in Portland. Next year.